Hey, good evening. Let's talk family. Wow. Review family. We are doing our review show starting off again. We've taken some weeks off. Much needed uh, three, much needed four or five weeks off after we got done doing. What was our last show, Dwayne? I don't forgot. I can't hear you. Unmute your mic, Dwayne. Power. Power. Yeah. Force. Force. And it's like, you know, we haven't been here in a while, but we're going to be doing shows continuously now for the next couple months. So, you know, we're here. We're going to do season five of The Shy. Season five, episode one of The Shy. Glad we're back. Glad to see these two back. Um, it's been a long few weeks, a lot going on. I just want to talk to both of you because before we get into The Shy, right? Because it's interesting because Dwayne, Keisha, me and you watch a show that Dwayne doesn't watch. And me and Dwayne watch a show that Keisha doesn't watch. But I want to ask you, Dwayne, how do you feel about the show Old Man? Because we've been watching that, talking about it. And uh, Keisha haven't been privy to it because we haven't been able to share share it with her because she doesn't watch it yet. Well, I like it because most people aren't going to like it. But you got to really watch it. You got to pay attention to it. You got to understand the writing of it. It's not one of these that's going to have you at the edge of your seat every second. Like, it's, it's the type of show that makes you think. You got to think. got to use your imagination a little bit as to how things were before and how they are now. But yeah. uh, I like it. I think it's very well acted. Yeah, and it's good to see uh, John Lithgow and um, what you call together. John Lithgow is doing an excellent job. He hasn't he hasn't been on um, what we would call um, daytime or nighttime TV in years, so it's it's good to see him back. Um, Jeff Bridges is good. And yeah, Jeff Jeff Bridges uh, he knows how to take on certain roles and and, and really do the, really become the character that he's playing. And Keisha, me and you. Um, have been sharing our thoughts on the second season of P Valley, which which has came back with a bang. With a bang, with a vengeance. Um, I really think that P Valley um has shown what a couple of years off has done for their show. The writers are really doing good. They're really sticking to the base of their audience and um really doing a really good job with their show. But um our business here today is the shy, you guys. Um I was on the phone with Dwayne Keisha first, and Dwayne was like, yo, I can't wait till you get off work. You got to watch it. You got to watch it. Dwayne just kept laughing because of one of the scenes, the scene where um, Darnell and Emmett was getting a little tipsy. He was drinking mm-hmm. that brown liquor. Dwayne couldn't get past that scene without talking to me and then kept laughing the whole time. So I finally got a chance to watch it. So let's go, you guys. Don't be shy. What, what's your thoughts? Best episode since season one. Um, thought it was really good. Thought it was very interesting that the young man that wrote the episode with Lena also got an executive producer credit. So, you know, I did see a live earlier today. It was Curtis Cook. It was Jason Weaver. It was on Essence IG. And then Lena popped up. And she talked about the series. And she said how every season... The fifth episode was always that episode. 
every year. And then the rest of it played off that. So she said this being season five, she thinks it's a rebirth of the shot. And she was like, I think you all got that in the first episode. And I kind of agree with her because nothing in season three or season four matched this first episode of season five. I think he knew that they was on their way out. Like that last season was, ter- it was terrible. They needed to take that time and regroup. Mm-hmm. And 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 when Ronnie was running around talking about Keisha, like we had had enough of that. Yeah, so crazy. So Sorry. I do like it was some things that I didn't really like about the episode, but overall, this has been one of the better times that they have came out with with a new season. Yeah, I, you know, I could nitpick on a couple of things I didn't like about the episode. I didn't like how they didn't wrap up the Imani thing. Um, I don't like what they're doing with Papa. I really don't. I don't like where they're going with his character at all. I don't like... Um, now, y'all know I've always been a fan of Eminem Keisha. But I think that boat sailed. So I don't think that she should be the rebound and her and Tiff is friends. Mm. I know that I know that I had I had seen a um a preview and, and they were talking about some stuff behind the scenes. And they were talking about how this season is going to be surrounded around black love. I thought last season when they kept doing the uh the Love Jones scene. And I thought last season was more about it, but they said this season's going to be surrounded around black love. I thought it was interesting. I didn't like the whole bringing Christian into the fold and then basically phasing him out. I didn't understand that. Um, I do agree with both of y'all. I think that the, the shy realizes that they were losing the audience. I don't know if the COVID affected their writing, affected how they wanted to go. I think that we, from the beginning of the show, like Dwayne said, the opening scene when he first called me. From the opening scene to the ending scene, I believe they showed us as fans what to expect um, to really bring these relationships full circle with bringing Q back. As y'all know, I'm a big Steve Williams fan. I'm talking about, I don't even think people realize Steve Williams has been around since we've been, we've been watching TV. He was the uncle in Cooley High, and he's from Chicago, so... I think that having him come back and his relationship with Duda is, is going to be explained and the character is going to be full circle. I think um, them having Bakari, who is the who is Amaya Ferguson, he's from Chicago as well, have him more of a role because now we're going to see Tracy in a different light, her character, because he killed Ronnie. She's got to deal with all the emotion of being an activist, wanting revenge, being Duda coming back for her. So I think that the shy really is trying to get back to season one, a story about the kids and love and this little circle of friends. So I really thought the episode was good. I It's funny. My first initial reaction to the shy was they knocked it out the park and then I seen it again. And not that I've seen it again, and I'm being more critical of it. I, I think I was more excited about it being back. And just like, then I looked at it again, and I said, okay, this is where they're going. 
So I think my second time I had more of a critical eye, but I really enjoyed a the critical episode. eye. Yeah, because it's it's still like you said, I have a major problem, Keisha, with the whole Tiff Emmett thing and Keisha because you you you've seen Emmett evolve as a young man going into a man and becoming a husband. And it's like, why are y'all doing this to him and Tiff? You making Tiff out to be promiscuous and it's like she was dealing with Dante but now she's dealing with the other guy it's just I'm not understanding the direction of it and even with uh, uh what you call it uh, Emmett's mother she got the young boy who likes it which I can understand she's just happy with the situation then when Darnell is doing the work at the house she was about ready to give him some but they still never explained to us what happened to the Latino guy well, I think one thing I would say about Tiff and her movements, I think Lena and the, and the other writer let you realize, yo, she young. Like, when she went back to her mother's house, it's still B2K and Bow Wow on the wall. Yeah, did you see the bed? Yeah, her said mother said to her, you were 16 when you had your baby. So they letting you realize Tiff ain't somebody that's, like, in her mid-20s. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, Emmett, Emmett is definitely older than Tiff and right. um, Keisha, but right. I don't. I don't think that she's so much. Tiff is so much a hoe or promiscuous. I think it's more that she has chased Emmett all these years, and now she's trying to figure out what else is out there. Well, she's young too, because remember when it when she, when they first brought Tiff on the scene, she was living with somebody else. Oh, and, yeah. Emmett had to go there to see the baby and all that, and and dude was roughing her up and all that. So that's the only thing when she was like, "I've been chasing you for so long." I was like, "Yeah, I don't know," because I mean, because they never get into the backstory, but you know, right in the beginning. Emmett was like the ultimate player. He was young. He had all these baby mothers. Um, (laughs) And he always, and another reason that I don't think I like the story, because he was going to get Keisha back, and then Tiff was pregnant again. Mm -hmm. And we never heard about what happened to that pregnancy of that baby. That's right. Um, So it just bothers me. The Papa thing is bothering me too, um, we we talking about somebody who probably had one of the greatest scenes on network TV in the, in the last ten years when Papa actually dressed up like he was Biggie. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're talking about the same character, and you knew from following these actors that they were growing. So I'd like that they got rid of the little afro. Uh, Shaman Brown wears his hair in braids, so I see that evolving, but it's like. Okay, we know that he comes from a quote-unquote church background, religious background, but the way he was judging them in the first episode, I thought it was a little off because even with what they all had going on, Papa was always a voice of reason. So I thought it was a little strange how he he really came at Jake at that, that, that basketball I, I'm game. hoping that the direction they're going is to give Papa a little shine because the other kids have had their seasons. And Papa has played the background, and I kind of feel like it's time for him to have 
you know, some episodes that we talking about him. I can't stand Gemma. Um, so I don't want to hear about her and Jake. Like, Jake's never really been a gentleman. So I don't know what she expected. Yeah. Yeah, that's saying what her pops talking about. Maybe I made a mistake. I should have stayed with Calvin. Uh, Pop stopped that immediately, Dwayne. <laughs> he said, no, you can't be going back. Nah. We ain't going to do that. We ain't going to, yeah. I thought that was interesting. Um, so, Keisha. Yes. I got to ask you about a scene to see if I'm overthinking things because I'm prone to do that. So, okay. when Trig and Rashad went to get the ring for Amani. Mm-hmm. Did you see the subliminal like things they were saying about Trig? Yeah. Like, like he questions his sexuality. Exactly. Or something. Because Rashad said to him, Well, you know, some of the N-words in the street go left, so go right. And you was just, you know, what'd he say? I know he was saying he was different. We had to call you something. We have to call you something. And then the lady looked weird. And then he was like, oh, oh, my bad. Well, see, I took that as like he was shooting a lot of people in the streets. But the part that I was talking about is like all the the girls liked you and you never was into that. What does that mean? Yeah. Definitely. And and he even said, yeah, I was about my paper, but that, that if that's what was part of your life, the, the fast women come with the fast money. So I thought it was kind of odd. And and even, I don't know if you did notice, Dwayne, I know you, you you do look at stuff a little critical. The jeweler called him by his last name. Does she? she, she yeah, she never said. She, she addressed him like she knew him. And I know that he's doing this community thing, I mean, and a different change. I just thought it was interesting. I know. Um, good to see his real name is Victor. How how you guys feel about how they wrote Amani, um, the actor who plays Amani, out of the show? I thought, I thought they could have did a better job with that to make it because he got he put lay his hand on that little boy. I mean, she not worked, when she, not when she was going into trap houses with him. Like she wanted him to do whatever he had to do to save the save the girl. So now you holier than thou. Like I don't know. Yeah, I thought that I was. I, I thought I thought that was a cheap way. Um, and I thought that out of all those characters that have came through, the shy. I don't know if Amani gave them the actor who plays Amani gave them enough time why they didn't kill kill her off or kill him off or whatever. I just thought it was interesting. They left the door open, but you made it seem like 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 you said, Dwayne. Amani knew Trig out of anybody. And knew what he used to be into. It must have been a reason why he snatched him up. And you know, it's just it. I thought it was a little cheap way out of well, the script. They could have. I thought better. it was lazy. It was lazy. But I had a problem with Jasmine Davis too, because she did an interview explaining why she didn't come back to the shy. Lying. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, you allegedly. She was sitting there talking about. I felt like I was a prisoner. I didn't know they were affiliated with Disney. Well, if you know anything about Disney, Disney all about the pride. They don't hide the fact that they're about the pride. I used to work for Disney, so I know. So all that stuff she was talking, I'm not buying it. 
Now there was a rumor that she she gave them a fake vaccination card or something like that. That was out there allegedly. But like, hon, that interview, that interview was so. I think, weird. I think, um, and we and we all seen the interview. We shared it with each other. I think what Jasmine Davis did was actually almost career suicide. I think that Jasmine Davis tried to play on the fact that it's transsexual man and tried to act like it's a, it's taboo. We're, we're kind of used to it in our shows. We're used to it in our society. And one of the companies that, that basically has always integrated it and is beginning to integrate in all this stuff like Dwayne said, is Disney. Disney has no problem. Disney has made comic book characters that we grew up on them, bisexual, trans, whatever. And I think that to say in the beginning of the interview, Jasmine said, oh, they wanted it to be a taboo and you know, our community has a phobia. I think that's one of the biggest farces that the black community has a phobia with the LGBT community. I think that's wrong that that has keep being perpetuated out there that it's a phobia. I think that that's, that's wrong. And it's, and it's not true. I mean, we've all seen it. We all have family members that are into the, um, that lifestyle and nobody, nobody cares. This isn't the seventies and sixties when people were being ostracized. It's 2022. I think that Jasmine really did, did herself a disservice by uh, going down that road with that interview. I think she did Lena a disservice considering that Lena is a part of the community as well. Absolutely. I agree with you. Yeah. Well, let me ask y'all a question. Let's let's get into it. So Tracy, who we need more Tracy is some, some different type of scenes, but that's okay. So Tracy opens the door and she doesn't plead, she doesn't greet her guests warmly. So then they go to it. And he says he's back to finish what he started. What is he coming back to finish? Basically, basically, we know from season one that Q, the actor who is Stephen Williams, he came back because his son was killed. He's Jason's father. Um, Allegedly, he raped Tracy and she bore Jason. And he came back because of the drugs and all that in, in the area. It wasn't being quote-unquote, regulated right. And his son got killed. But the scary part about it is from season one to season two, Q just left. And then Curtis Cook, Duda, jumped on the scene, and he was like the it guy who was basically over um, Reg. But he's coming back to do what? Because he killed the cop. The cop that killed his son was dead, and so was the black guy that was in the gang. Right. So, what is he coming back to do? I mean, I'm happy to see him. Me too. But I think he's gonna have a problem with Emmett. He should. I mean, I mean, I mean Dwayne and Keisha. He's supposed to be checking Emmett. He should. Emmett should be so scared of what he did. I, I think that's where they missed out on when they had him, basically Bogart Sunny for this restaurant, and they changed the name to Smokies, and. Sonny's had a community restaurant. I thought that what the way they wrote that and you guys expressed that when we when we went over season three, that was kind of like cheap and lame because usually um, when, a, when you have an older mentor, an older mentor will kind of like fade 
and gracefully give it to the younger guy. I, I know the communities that we come from, nobody would have did that to an OJ. Nobody would have did that to a Sonny. It would have been more of when I when I move on, young man, you're going to run this restaurant. First of all, Sonny was more Emmett father than I don't see Emmett doing that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know. And now, they, now, now it's 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 kind of crazy, um, Dwayne, because you segue to it, and you know, like I like I'm gonna keep saying, y'all know I'm a big Steve Williams fan. Now you can't bring him and Duda back together without explaining their story. Yeah. Like, how was he connected to Duda? We know that they they that that um Q was basically close. Q, they never showed Q and the guy in jail. As the man, the guy in jail was the man when dude I went and seen him and he had his own little apartment in jail. He was the shot caller. So I think that the shy went away from it because you sent Duda away last year because of his street connections and what he did to Gemma Father. Now he's back. Now you have to explain that. And I don't know if they're gonna have enough time show wise to explain that backdrop with all you know dynamic. He said he's back for Tracy. <laughs> got a wife regardless what was going on you got a wife you was the mayor you just disappeared and you well, trig ran you out of chicago like he had to disappear because trig was saying he was going to release the tape so <laughs> but no I, you know for the most part i thought it was really really good it has me excited to see what's next her say that it's a reboot i think it is a reboot of the franchise so I think it could go in a better direction. And, and I agree with Keisha. I think she really heard what people were saying. Because a lot of people were critical of last year's The Shot. So I think she's listening to our public. I had to come back with something better. Marcy, if you go back to season one, Q was in season one. Q had came into season one basically as an OG who... Son, he's Jason's father. He's Tracy's baby father. He had raped Tracy, um, allegedly, and that's that's how it. Yeah, he's Sonny's brother, and he had came back and he was, uh, regulating. He had a little apartment window, and he was regulating how Reg was out there doing what he do. So he was gone for four seasons. He left after season one, and nobody never mentioned him, never said nothing. From from the little bit of information that we follow. Even with these actors, we never even found out why he left the show. Oh yeah, now you remember, right? Um, I do believe that that Lena heard. I I think that she's embellishing, talking about you know it's a rebirth. I don't think it's a rebirth. I think um, this is a critical moment for the shy. Whether they're going to be able to have a sixth season. Because I believe that the fans have been mad. I know that we we do review shows, and the last two shows we started out after season three. We started doing our review show during season three, and I know going into season three, we were we had high expectations for the shy, and by the end of season three, we were disappointed. And then last year, we would we struggled to get through the ten episodes last year. Um, we, we talked about how bothered we were with. The whole Keisha pregnant, bringing Tabitha Brown. It just seemed like they were off all over the place. The way they did the actor Ronnie, why you didn't just have him walk in the sunset. You had him get his head blown off. 
it didn't seem right that you had Ronnie bring full circle. They never brought Common back on. They never brought Sonya John back on. So I think that Lena realizes that, you know, maybe she needed to get back to the essence of how this show started and really enjoyed the episode. And, you know, I agree with Dwayne. It had me looking forward. Not that it was the best episode, but it had me looking forward to the next episode. And it hasn't been like that in a long time. I was dreading the next episode. (laughs) (laughs) You You know what's crazy is that Tuesday, when I realized, I said, yo, I was on the phone with Dwayne Keisha, and I said to Dwayne, I said, Joe, do you realize we're doing a show on Monday? He's like, what are you talking about? I said, the shy comes back Friday. And literally what I mean, I um, at, by 7.30, Dwayne was calling me like, yo, you got to see this episode. So I think that the anticipation of one of the shows that we do a review coming back and then it really did not, it was a good show. It was really a good episode and it was, it was, it was nicely written. It wasn't extra. And like I said before, it brings these characters back full circle. And I and I like the Jake. Jake's in a transition. He know he's not as smart as Gemma. He's not. He's trying to figure out his life. So I I like that. You know, those kid parts. Did you did y'all notice the one scene though? What? When they was all in the G ride and Jake was driving in the Benz truck, the wagon. I thought Uh that was. I thought that was really um, a cute scene because you saw Jake driving. And then the next scene triggered the window busted out, right? Well, the funny um, part about that was when uh, Papa tried to holler at old girl. Oh, like, you better look the other way. Stop looking. <laughs> but when I, he I, said, who hurt you? Yeah. that Because men say that all the time. So yeah. I like that. Now, that you know, it, it's, it's crazy is that, you know, most people that that watch the shot or even those that don't really understand it. Even though we like Tracy, Duda, we love all the adult characters. The shy is based on those kids and was based on the Gem- uh, Jason Mitchell character and Emmett. Emmett wasn't even, I don't think written as a big character until season two when, you know, the Jason Mitchell thing went on. So I think that, um, it was good. I think that, uh, Kevin, watching Kevin get older, watch you can see, you know, he's he got taller. Kevin's he's basically older. bigger than Keisha now, and you can see that they're close probably in age in real life. Um watching Kevin's development has been been good because he uh he's finding himself as well. So I, I really appreciate the uh how to how they're how they're writing. I'm just I'm a little shaky. I'm on shaky ground with Papa, like I said. Yeah, I, I think Jake also knows that he good at the streets and he don't want to be good at the street. You know, so I think he's trying to find something else. But what y'all what y'all thought about the opening scene? We didn't talk about that. No, the op- the opening scene was, you know, Emmett having this dream. But you ain't he- know no damn dream at first. I was like, oh my God. No. What no, happened? Um, they they really came in with a bang, you know, he was he was uh she was getting some top. I was like, Emily, and, uh, and, and and the funny part is when he woke up, and then Tiff seen him. And Tiff was like, "I hope you was dreaming about me." <laughs> you know, I thought that was interesting. And the scene where, and Keisha, you you talked about this the other day on the phone. He called Darnell pops, 
Yeah. Oh that yeah, I really like weird. that. Because usually he'd be like Darnell, Darnell. He finally called Darnell Pop, and you know that was that was a good father father son moment where you know he was trying to tell him like you you got to get over him, man. You know. But I, also, I, if you look at it, he was like, "Well, why you got me drinking?" He's like, "Well, that's what my father did with me." Yeah, so, I thought it was authentic because. I know for sometimes when fathers don't have a presence in their kid's life at the entire time, they usually don't say dad or daddy. They say something like pops. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, so, you know, we're half an hour in. We, we do ours. Um, for those in the chat, we always rate the shows. What we do is we rate them from one to ten, one being the lowest, ten being the highest. And um, we do this every every review show, every episode that we go over, we review it. Um, usually, out of our ratings, you might get an occasional ten. I gave one ten since we've been doing this. I think Dwayne gave one ten, and I think Keisha gave a nine point five or something. But we've never gave um a bunch of tens around. I, I believe that we we're very hard, very critical of all the reviews that we do, because I think that we're being honest with what we see, storyline, plot twists, character development. So we, I think we consider a lot of stuff. Um, yeah. Yeah. Nicole, you're right. Um, Darnell's character development has came a long way um, with, with quote unquote, not taking care of his responsibilities all over the place. And basically you can see where, um, they're trying to bring him and what you call back together because they're basically saying they're both the one that got away. So I think that um, even though, like and Keisha mentioned this the other day, Dom is giving him all the sex and all that stuff. They listen to different music. Their lifestyles is different because of the age difference. Not saying that happens in all cases, but with Darnell, Darnell is in the earth, wind, and fire. Y'all heard what he said? Listen to the line that he said to Jaden. Man, forget about them babies. Remember, he referred to her man as a baby and Dom as a baby. Yeah. You know what I mean? He was like, yo, let's forget about them babies. Yeah, yeah. Very interesting. So, so. here we go, right? If I had rated it off watching it one time, I would have given it a 10. Because I was just amped. You know, it was it was new and, and they did some good things. Before we did this show, I watched it for a fourth time. And so after watching it for the fourth time and nitpicking on some things that I saw, I'm going to give it an 8.5. 8.5. I had you guys in the chat who's watching. Um, tell us your, your rating. Um, I saw it I saw it three times. Yeah, three times. Um, two times all the way through. The third time I was preoccupied, but I was listening and watching. Nicole, Nicole gave it an 8.5. I'm gonna give it an eight. Um, I'm I'm like Dwayne. I was so amped up when I first seen that episode. I was like, wow. And you know, the ending scene took me all the all the way out. And I was like, and that's how you come back with a bang. So, but I'm gonna give it an eight. It it is still because it went so far away from its base the last three seasons. It it ha- it has to bring us slowly back to the way it used to be in season one and, and it being raw and having its authenticity. 
So I'm going to give it an eight. Okay. So I don't trust Lena at all. So I'm going to give it a 7.5. I don't mm. like Jada's hair. I don't like, it's a lot of things I don't like. I don't like Gemma. I don't like the eminent Tiff thing. I don't like Amani. Um, you know, so, but I'm still excited for the next episode. So I think that that's a good thing. I haven't been excited to watch an episode in two years. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm looking at Jada here right now. What is it? Listen, I think they messed up Jada's hair and I think they make Gemma look too old. She does look, and I don't think the actress is that old. One thing I don't like about Gemma's character is you you got I don't know, I don't want you got her going through and I don't know how it may come off what I'm gonna say, but you got her going through the wokeness. And it's like she's not understanding to be just a little girl. And I think her father, that scene was like, yo, you got to go through understanding how boys are, y'all in high school. y'all." Like her father said, and I know that it may come off wrong, her father said a key thing. Y'all young. Y'all yeah. experiment with each other. Yeah. And that's what sometimes gets missing with our young kids is that we don't, allow them to be who they are, be young, grow. So I I really think that Gemma's character, you know, the whole Afro thing and last season with the museum and all that stuff, I think they need to bring it back a little bit. But did you see they even kind of dampened her blackness a little bit in that scene with the kids in the Jeep and she's saying you know, we got to be able to go where they go. And then the girl in the back, like, kind of pushed back. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, I, I mean, I, her character wouldn't have even liked the Jake because Kevin would have been bad boy enough. Right. Jake would have yeah. been, in her mind, low class or ignorant because he comes from a drug dealing family. Absolutely. Yeah. So, what do, you, what do you guys think about? What are they doing with the cat with the young lady? I don't even remember. I don't even remember her name. Dre, the girl Dre, and um, what's Kevin and the mother name? Nina. Yeah. Nina. The, what What do y'all think they're doing with this character? It's like Kevin likes her. She's she's had a rough upbringing, and it's like, where, where y'all going with this? What do y'all think about that? I don't know. I, yeah, I, it doesn't feel like she's going anywhere. Right. But, and I also didn't like the fact that they didn't address Dre and Nina. Like, they should be going through it because Nina uh, cheated on her. Yeah. yeah. And they and they know it. And it was like, just, you know, yeah. they see, that, went right that, over it. That, that, Keisha, goes back to what you said about not trusting Lena. Well, it's because... She started the scene with the brat song. Yeah. yeah. But you, that's you, what I said. I you, said, was that a subliminal? <laughs> bring the brat in for this girl to have this one night affair, and she knows. But you're, you know, like they, the way that Nina is, and even even with the the scene in the kitchen, Dre just identifies with Keisha and Kevin better than Nina, and it's like, 
like Dwayne always said last year that Dre um is the most masculine uh man in the show, which we know Dre is uh, a female who plays the male role, but it but it's just the identifying with these kids and being able to say the right things. He's the, the perfect man because she what's her negative trait? Right. Mm. All the men have negative traits. And another thing that I didn't like, what's wrong with Trick's hair? Like, what is that about? He got out of that bed when he was asleep looking real girly. That's what I'm saying. They they changing him, yo. They they changing him. Yeah, and then and even and even and even like, and I mentioned this to y'all. We all grew up with Jason Weaver's voice as Simba. I really like Jason Weaver. I think Jason Weaver is a very good actor. I think he's on his way. But I think that his development in the show is so off because he was so rigid last season. And now it's like he's the voice of reason. Mm-hmm. I just think that's very interesting. Like when he when he jumped on Bakari, like, you know, yeah, like you don't want- I don't understand. Like I said this to y'all on the phone, that now Tracy is revealing who kill Ronnie you know with this young guy and she talking about she don't want them around girl you've been around killers your whole life <laughs> well what did she think Duda was exactly you sleeping with her and she, and she basically asked Duda last season are you able to separate who you used to be in the street to who you are now I mean if we sit here and really dissect the episode I'm telling you we'll probably start dropping our ratings down because like I said, man, we are very critical of these shows we watch because I think that um, based off of previous shows, we have a high bar for being authentic with urban culture but TV. But I think it's got to be, right? Because I think us and other people, we were critical last year. And I think they knew they had to step their game up. You know, there's certain people out there, we ain't going to name them. They want to be in the industry, so they're going to find everything that's right with all these shows, even when it's not. We're just going to tell you how we feel. Like, if we feel like it's garbage, we're going to tell you it's garbage. Like, they make up. And the whole Tiff, I think Tiff is a really good mother. Her going to to stay with that ninja with her son, unrealistic. Unrealistic. I I, I think that. What do y'all think about them playing up the uh, the black man being a good guy is not what the black woman wants? I think, I think I think they're going down the angle, Dwayne and Keisha, with that. Like, why do y'all keep trying to push these narratives? And the show, like I said, the show said basically said that this season is going to be about black love. What is it? Black love with all this dysfunction? There are good love stories that can be really talked about. And I really thought the Tiff and Emmett thing, yeah, he should have found out about Dante and, and she still yeah, wanted to split with him. Well, where's Chris, the where's the growth, huh? Well, Chris even did that buzzword. Thank you for allowing me to be corny. So the yeah. good black man can only be corny. Yeah. Right? That's that old Russell Wilson thing. And don't even get me started on that because most black women don't even know that he had a white woman before. And, easy, and, easy, and, easy, Dwayne. I'm, I'm just saying, let's put it out there. You know, everybody, oh, I want wrestling Sierra, but you ain't one wrestler. He was with Becky. 
but but it's it's like you said that, 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 that it's nothing wrong with having a guy that just is appeared to be corny. I think that one of the one of the things is that we look at unfortunately we look at these entertainers as anything more than what they are. They're entertainers. That's it. Um but you guys have got any final thoughts? Yes, I want Q to scare the hell out of Emmett and say, boy, you know you shouldn't have took my brother's business like this. Like, they got to they gotta have that address. Like, people just swept that under the the, the rug. And who, who was my man named Q? I can't think of his name right well, now. Ralph. Young Ralph, the comedian who was the landlord. Yeah, and you ain't even heard no more about him. Now, is Lala coming back this season? Yeah, so who cooking the food? Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's just those are those are questions going forward that they're definitely gonna have to answer. Um, Keisha, so, you any thoughts? I just let's take this as a starting point and get better and better. That's what I would like to see. Exactly. Um, my final thought is we'll see. Um, I'm I'm very optimistic. I'll just say this that um, given all the shows that we watch. The f- the three shows that we do reviews on, we do reviews on Shy, Power Book 2, Power Book 4, and Raising Canaan, four shows. So those four shows that we do reviews on, um, as well as the other shows that we watch, network TV is in a good place. You got, you got Abbott Elementary is about to come back, and really, we're going to see who could capture the viewers the best with their writing and their be. character development. Because, because I'm going to tell you, right now, um, Dwayne, and I know you don't watch it, as far as honing in and att- attacking their viewers, P-Valley has done an excellent job. And I know me and you watch Hightown. Hightown, the way they left off season three, season two, was it two or three, Dwayne? Three. The way they left yeah, the way they left off season two gave us some, like, okay. Well, when you really think about it, man, there's a lot out there for us. It's a lot out there for us. When you think about Monday nights on CW, you got All-American, you know, All-American Homecoming. So black people are finally, we're finally getting represented, represented differently on the main TV networks, like we ain't got to go to BET and TV one. You know what I mean? You, you had the Lee Daniels, our kind of people. You got the reboot of the wonder years. You got Abbott elementary. You know what I mean? You got these things on like stars. So it's a lot out there. A lot. We've been represented in a lot of, a lot of different ways. Some good, some bad, but at least that's different than when we was coming up. All you really had was the Cosby show in a different world. Yeah. You know, so there's a lot of different things out there for us. So we look uh we look forward to seeing you guys every Monday. It our show would usually be eight o'clock or eight thirty. We'll figure it out. I mean, um Keisha's usually in bed by now and then she wakes up in the middle of the night and uh have all this energy, stop, but stop, everybody stop, be asleep. Stop stop giving away family trade secrets. Yeah. <laughs> You know, it's been happening a lot lately. So what what you going to say? With that, thank you guys in the chat. Appreciate you guys. Remember, uh, the best way to support the channel 
is to like, share, subscribe. Make sure you hit the like button. Make sure you hit the share button. And let people know what we do. Um, we have a bunch of shows that we're, we're trying to promote. Um, the, the channel isn't just based off of one thing. Um, we do a bunch of different things. And um, we look forward to coming back to you guys next Monday at the same time. Take care and have a great week. Thank you.